I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. This is episode 44 with Sawyer Heppies about sitcoms. He and I really dug into where our sitcom knowledge started and his uh, really, you know, love and obsession thereof. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of TGIF talk in this because we were both kids who stayed at home on Friday night with our parents and watched some teach. Uh, I remember it being a, a genuine thing that I looked forward to um, during the week, especially uh, where Boy Meets World is concerned. Um, just seeing the next chapter of those characters, uh, specific Boy Meets World episodes, like the wedding and things like that. I remember uh, really looking forward to those during the week. Um, and I think that says something about, uh, the effect that television in general has, uh, on us, uh, still as big fans of it. Um, this past Sunday, I caught the premiere of season three of Veep, which was amazing, and I feel like that show just keeps getting better, which is just a great sign, you know, maybe... If it continues into later seasons, it'll fall off, but uh, it just seems like they know the game of the show and just keep nailing uh, what it is. Um, and uh, I also checked out the pilot, or first episode of um, Silicon Valley. Uh, I think Thomas Middleditch to lead is, is very well cast. I really like the show. I'm interested to see where they take it. Uh, they had to do a lot of legwork setting up what the show will be um, in the first episode, so I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Um, no ladies on that show. Well, one lady uh, who's the assistant of someone else, and I I didn't even care for the actress. So, uh, touche, Mike Judge, I guess. That is a... Uh, an industry that doesn't have ladies in it. Um, when I posted something about this on Twitter, Steve Persh uh, replied with an actual um, resignation of a female programmer from a major company in uh, in that you know Silicon Valley, uh, Palo Alto type. Uh, community who had uh, just <laughs> been through too much sexism. So I thought it was pretty interesting that that was a uh, that was a reaction to something really happening in that uh, community that Mike Judge uh, was kind of taking on. It seems uh, maybe we're all giving him the benefit of the doubt. Anyway, just two new sitcoms that I well, Veep's not that new. Two sitcoms that I have recent experience with. Uh, check them out. Especially Veep. Uh, they know what they're doing. 
check out Silicon Valley, get in on the ground floor. Um, cool. With that, um, I'll do some brief plugs. Ray, Ray Fridays continue at the One Group Mind Theater, 8 o'clock on Fridays at the corner of Sheffield and Newport. Uh, Squall's run at the new news show continues at the playground. That's 8 o'clock on Wednesdays at the playground theater, the corner of Halstead and Belmont. Uh, the Nerdlogs have our next Your Stories event on Sunday, April 20th at 7 o'clock at the Public House Theater. That's at Clark and Irving Park. This Sunday, April 13th, the Nerdlogs are hosting a superhero-themed game night at 7 o'clock at the Public House. So check that out if you're into hero clicks or uh, a deck-building game that is a uh, superhero based. There's a DC one and Legendary, the Marvel one, um, both things that we talked about on Matt Young's podcast. If you are a regular listener of the show and remember that at all. Um, so come check those things out. Keep in, uh, keep listening in to hear for a big announcement of our next run um, at the public house uh, coming up in May. I'm sure I'll be talking about that way more as we get closer to it. Uh, but until then, enjoy MBSing episode 44 with Sawyer Hippies. I love like fourteen year old girls' taste in music. You're like I like I've decided I'm like it's okay for me to like pop punk again. I'm an adult and can do whatever I want. So, uh, so you've been jamming out to Good Charlotte and Green yeah. Day. Not so much Good Charlotte. I think there's still like a bad taste with Good Charlotte, but I unashamedly love like Newfound Glory and uh, Okay. Their lead singer just got caught up in a um a scandal of sorts. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, with someone, some, like, girl he met on the internet who what? was underage. That's yeah. so gross, because people yeah. told me I look like him. So oh, I was no! like, I was like, he was the least creepy of my celebrity doppelgangers, nope. but... Nope, well, He just rocketed up the list. Oh, <laughs> I've only had, like, two people in my entire life that were just like, do you know who you look like? <laughs> the lead singer of Newfound Glory. Yeah, That's everyone so else, funny. it's Tarantino, and occasionally, like, Skinny Jack Black or Emil Hirsch, and I can see all of those. Yeah. Uh, um, I've never thought Tarantino, but it does. Yeah, Morrissey's another one. Whenever I have like a goatee, it hides it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, because there's a whole bunch of them that have like the same cheekbones and down here. Mm-hmm. Jack Black, I think it's mostly right in here. It's the eyebrows and mm-hmm. everything. But mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't think I've ever gotten uh, compared to any famous people, and yeah. I, I don't know what that. Uh, I don't know. I just don't, I think I'm just like a short little redhead and yeah. there aren't very many of those. <laughs> There's someone. I feel like even people just write it out they just like redheads. Yeah, yeah. Who is that? The little no. Conan with long hair. Tiny female Conan? No? Not so much? That's awesome. Uh, well, my guest today is Sawyer Heppies. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I haven't been recording for very long, but mm-hmm. uh, let's let's get let's get into it. Sure. Um, I've done Sawyer's podcast yeah. before, OC Dweeb. Yeah. So um, second longest episode. Too. Really? Second longest. Wow. Only because when I had my buddies Kyle Melzer on, they heard you guys are the longest, and they were determined <laughs> to beat that record. <laughs> but to be fair, it was uh, drunken rambling. So I'm gonna give them shit. <laughs> Then next time I see them, be like, "Heard you had to break a record just because yeah. it was ours." Yeah. <laughs> They're checking out five-hour episodes because you guys trying to one up the other one. <laughs> uh, I just last week had mm-hmm. my longest episode with yeah. Adam Levin, um, and he was talking about his his own failures. And he wanted to break it down into like improv and performance failures, okay. and then relationship and okay. uh, professional failures. Interesting. And at the like hour hour thirty mark, he had only really talked about improv, and I was like, man, I really wanted to talk about <laughs> relationship <laughs> stuff, but both of us had yeah. to pee so bad that we paused it and came back, and then recorded for like another hour. It's oh like two twenty, and it was easily the longest I've ever had. So because there was an ironic failure almost in right. that he failed in talking. Yeah. About the other <laughs> exactly. That's kind of how I felt about it. I was like, well, if we stop now, yeah. it'll just feel really incomplete, and there was yeah. all this momentum, so yeah. just let, get it, let it keep rolling. Uh, let it keep rolling. Uh, that's really funny. I, I, I think I remember um, like talking about the fact that it was a little longer than you usually went, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't remember that it was the longest. Yeah, until. it was good. <laughs> we were on good stuff. Like it yeah. never gets like deep, and we got talking about like the acting stuff. Yeah, which, like, we had so many opinions on, and I think you and I summed up the best point. We're like, I feel like my love hate relationship uh, with like improv and acting is on the same level as like it is with dating. Where you're, like, yeah, I, I want it, that. but there's also a lot of times I'm not in the mood it's for too it. Too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that totally. And I was just like, oh my god, I just realized why yeah. I have such problems with both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh man this is great but it is hard and there are things about it that (laughs) I wish I could do without (laughs) yeah that's really funny uh well yeah sure uh so Sawyer Mm -hmm. is going to be talking about sitcoms you got it and his love of and knowledge of those uh so uh First of all, mm-hmm. what was your entrance into uh, sitcoms? Was ah, okay. where, where did your love begin? Uh, I was hoping you'd ask that, and I think... I, I would like to believe everyone that grew up in our generation would have the exact same answer for this. It would be TGIF. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. it's Friday. And I think that's I was the real a big reason. TGIF girl, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, I think that's the real reason we're excited on Friday. It's like subconsciously <laughs> we've like converted TGIF into drinking, and you're like, it's still not the same. <laughs> Um, but I loved it, man. I actually, it was sad. The, uh, I still joke to this day, like when people talk about like the worst punishments that they ever got, I was like, worst punishment was like when I messed up so bad that my parents like, no TGIF. <laughs> I was like, what? This is like, and it wasn't even episodic. Like you never missed anything. No. Nothing really changed. There, like, there was some points in the, uh, Boy Meets World canon yeah. that got episodic. Yeah. Uh, and those I like did begin to notice mm-hmm. as I got older. But for the most part, yeah. you you could miss an episode a step by step and oh. know what was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> chances are Cody did something cool, right? <laughs> yeah, and like Frank just shook his head at the kids. <laughs> 
remember, like, it was terrible because you'd be, like, in the next room. You could hear everyone enjoying <laughs> it. I was like, this is torture. You'd you hear... could, So you couldn't watch TGIF, but your family still did. Oh, they totally That's did. Amazing. Like, well, we're going to watch it. You're just in your room, which is, like, within earshot of the television. And I'm there. I'm like, I'm like you know, glass to the door. Right. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like a hilarious Urkel Pratt fall. <laughs> and though I didn't see it, I'm fairly certain he did do that. <laughs> Uh, and I bet afterwards he could not get up. No, and he couldn't get up. And and his How his, old were you at this point? Uh pretty young. I mean, because TGIF, I guess, started what? Like early 90s? I feel like that had to have been a 90s thing. I don't mm-hmm. think that was like a late 80s. I think so, too. Yeah, so I was... Uh, I'm 26, so I was born in 87. So, you know, this is around like first grade, really, okay. is that time. Cool. Um, and, you know, in addition to that, I, uh, that and probably, like, any of the Nick at Night or TV Land stuff was my other thing. Cool. So, I, so yeah. you got, what were the, some of the, like, classics that you oh, got man. into I via Nick at Night? Uh, Nick at Night, uh, I remember, and my mom still calls me, like, a TV hound at this point. <laughs> That's my thing. And I, like, I must have had, like, I don't know, it was, it was like, I turned in, like, a Rain Man when it came to television <laughs> stuff. But I remember all these details, and I'm like, you don't? Yeah. Uh, they did, like, the night, they did, like, an each show, like, a different show each night. I can't remember what Mondays were, but I remember they had like Bewitched Wednesdays Oh, I Love Lucy Tuesdays, I think is what it was. And that one was not even, they didn't even try on that <laughs> no. <weekday. laughs> Lucy Tuesday. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, like, yeah that's, Lucy Tuesday. I don't, yeah. That's a pretty week. <laughs> you got some explaining to do Tuesdays or Thursdays. <laughs> um, my mom was a huge Lucille Ball fan, though. She loved cool. I Love Lucy. So that was just like one of the, and you know, it was nice because it was like, it was family friendly and Entertainment. Like, yeah. I like shows that I can actually sit down with my entire, like, all my brothers, sisters, and my right. parents, especially. Right. And, like, watch it and not be, like, worried. They're like, are they gonna hook up? Because this is gonna be awkward. Weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, there's five kids in my oh, family. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big cool. Irish Catholic family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one older. I got a brother just behind me and two younger sisters. Nice. Too, that's so. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I, I just had one older brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and he was five years older mm-hmm. than I was. So there were definitely, there was definitely like, um, a period in our lives where we did all yeah. take in the same thing. Sure. But like, because he was, you know, relatively significantly mm-hmm. older than I mm-hmm. was, he got to a point where he would go out with his friends on yeah. Friday nights or Saturday nights. Yeah. And now uh, you're going to miss Boy Meets World. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, but I'm in sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch TV with mom and dad. Yeah. Sounds uh, like fun. Yeah, right. But, like, I can imagine that all, yeah. if you guys were closer to the same age range. Yeah. There's there's a little bit of a leap, like, because me, my older sister's got three years on me, and my brother, like, he's just behind me. We're basically, like, Irish twins. <laughs> um, and then you've got, uh, there's, no, there's a sister that's about, like, three years behind him, and then okay. the next one... Oh, and I hate saying it every time she like just turned sixteen, and so there's like a ten year gap between us. So. Wow! Yeah, yeah. She was the one that like we all went out to dinner, and they're like, "We're having another one." And we're like, Whoa. And your oldest sibling is what twenty nine or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that is a that is a big range. That's fun yeah. though. I mean, it's crazy. My parents have been uh, essentially empty nesters since I was like. Uh, mm-hmm. Junior in high school because I went to like oh, a man. residential high school. Yeah, uh, so they they finished up early, <laughs> but you, you good for folks them. put it in for the long run. <laughs> oh, good for them. I mean, they love it. They wanted a big family. My mom came from a family of like seven kids. Mm-hmm. 
And so, and my dad only has just, like, one brother. It was, like, a small, like, tight-knit family and everything. So he wanted the, like, massive family. I'm like, well, we're here. So So did you guys naturally, um, do you think that you, like, naturally um, gravitated towards big family sitcoms? Yeah, that was actually, like, a weird, like, aha moment that I think I just found myself where I'm like, yeah, I mean, we watched all of them, too. Like, Full House. And there's some that I think I don't enjoy as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. Like... The older I got, the more I realized that I was like, you really only watch Full House because Uncle Jesse is awesome. Like, because he's so freaking cool. Like, everyone else on that show, in my opinion, kind of sucked. Yeah, Full House was definitely a show I feel like I aged out of. Yeah. Like, there were a few things that I could just watch, uh, uh, you know, whenever they were on. Yeah. But Full House was something that I ended up eventually only watching if, like, there wasn't anything else that I'd rather watch. Yeah. Boy Meets World holds up oh, on so many levels. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Boy Meets World is one of the shows that I watched super consistently in my oh, childhood yeah. that I'll still, uh-huh. like, revisit every uh-huh. once in a while. Yeah. And they only had, like, a couple of years on us anyways, too. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those shows, like, man, I feel like I literally, like, grew up with yeah. these people. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, like, awkward, flirty, mm-hmm. crush things with, like... Corey and Topanga oh, so yeah. so early yeah uh, I, like there are just so few shows that really follow that kind oh, of yeah. arc of people of characters oh lives. absolutely so uh, and and like especially to have had the, mm-hmm. the viewership and the following that they oh, did yeah. yeah you know cause there's some things like Say by the bell, for mm-hmm. instance, like the college years Absolutely. never really no people never really followed it the yeah. same way. But like yeah. when Boy Meets World went to college, people were just as oh, into it. Yeah. Well, and because of that age gap, it was enough of like an introduction to like each <laughs> level of school for me. I'm like, that's what middle school is going to be like. That's what high school is going to be like. That's so funny. And it was so perfect. And it, like honestly, too, I felt like it was the like closest to all of it. Mm-hmm. Like like it wasn't as like you know cheesy and heartwarming. It times. I agree, and, yeah. And characters didn't, you know, your friends didn't give you as good of a speech as you'd get from, like, Mr. Feeney or, right. or, or uh, Corey's dad. Right, but, yeah. But, like, Still. all in all, like, mm-hmm. the drama and the relationships is, like, it's totally real. Mm-hmm. And all Jealousy there. between, like, friends yeah. and relationships and Ugh. things like that I always thought was very relatable. Yeah. Um, and, like, siblings oh, yeah. and, uh, uh, and then every once in a while they would do a really absurd episode like, oh yeah they, they have a like non-realistic episode yes. and i always thought that was so cool that they were just favorite. willing to like write those in and not really worry about people yeah. questioning like that halloween episode yes i was about to say the scream like or that you, know, you did last <laughs> yeah. summer like murder With jennifer one. love jennifer yeah. love pfefferman yeah <laughs> It, that might be one of my favorite sitcom episodes of all time. Like, oh I'm not even kidding. I, I could, like, I cannot even fathom how oh, many times yeah. I've seen it. And, yeah. like, I love it every single oh, time. Yeah. And the one guy, Kenny, who wasn't <laughs> part of the core cast. And he's like, I really wish you guys would stop saying that I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> and, of course, he's the first one to die. Yeah. And the pencil, they will always yeah. remember that he was this tall. Was this tall. <laughs> like, every line on that one was so good, too. And, uh, and uh, Sean's girlfriend, too. It was Sean. I can't remember Sean's girlfriend right now. Uh, Angela. Uh, Angela, yeah. yeah. And she was, like, the screamer the entire episode. And she got so mad when Jennifer Love Hewitt showed up. Oh, man. And then, and then her favorite movie, too. Like, her favorite horror movie was uh, screaming, like, oh, Neff Campbell? <laughs> too good. No, that one, was, that one was super great. That one and the one where he, um... 
uh, he shocks himself with the toaster and like goes back that in was time. The, that was the other one that I had in mind when I was referring to the absurd ones. Yes. Uh, yeah, he goes back in time and like they, they all uh, didn't like Corey got killed in the war or something like they well, thought he did and yeah. then Sean had to marry Topanga because he made him a promise. Yes. <laughs> Actually, two different episodes too. There's the oh, one really? where that was part of and this is how deep my knowledge of the TJF like canon because this is where they branched over to their other shows. They had a running night where it was like a time travel thing. Cause TGIF oh, always did cool! I didn't episodes. realize that. Yeah, because Sabrina made this thing called a time ball, which okay. like, and, and it was kind of weird. I can't remember. Like, I remember the way you activated it was actually like kind of weird or whatever. Uh-huh. But she used it to go back in time to like the seventies so she could write a paper about like life in the seventies and what people okay. had to deal with. And you're like, you could just like use the internet, Sabrina. You don't always have to use magic. But that, I guess that's the lesson of the week for Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> and so Salem like ate it because he was like on some sort of cat diet. I don't know. Oh boy. Yeah. And so he ate it, and then he like went on to the oh, other that's shows. Right. Yeah. And they time travel. So like each show had a different time travel. I forgot Salem thing. was on it. Yeah. Too. Yep. So they went back in World War Two because like it happened to be like if Salem walked by and their pet and like man. World War Two was like, and so they'd go <laughs> <What>? back. Yeah. <laughs> then the fifties one. I think interesting enough that was because oh, Corey had to write a paper that was a different right. one. That's right. Uh, where he had to write a paper or something, and he shocked himself. Like, or I think his parents were talking about like, ah, you guys didn't know no, things just be simpler. Yeah. So he shocks himself and he wakes up like in the past. I remember. And have... Oh, and, the, and he, uh, he, his name was Brad Pitt. Yes. Mr. Pitzer. Yeah. Okay. I forgot I, about that bit. Yeah. Brad Pitzer. All right, Mr. Pitzer. Yeah, yeah. And um, they had Potsy shows up, and Pat uh, Morita was running Chubby. Right, 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 right. And somehow... I forgot. I, I, it's funny that I um, just mashed all that mm-hmm. time traveling stuff into one thing. It's, understand- it's a common mistake. It's a common mistake. But I did remember Brad Pitzer. Uh, so how do you think, like, so sure. at the time, mm-hmm. uh, when you were growing up, mm-hmm. the, the love of TGIF yeah. and of Nick at Night, mm-hmm. at some point, where did that kind of become, mm-hmm. uh, where did that progress to? Sure. Did you watch, like, a bunch of Seinfeld and Cheers? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like those have to have oh, come yeah. in at some point. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's some of them, too, because uh, it was also just like, you know, when you're a kid, you just kind of, like, absorb whatever you're parents do and yes absolutely practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I was that kid that like I sometimes we had cable then like we can't afford cable so we're like back to basic and back mm-hmm. and forth so those ages where you only had like five channels that's <laughs> when I found myself just like watching what happened to be on on one of those five gotcha. channels um, I have a, like, I love Home Improvement. Home yes. Improvement was the best. <laughs> we watched a lot of Home oh, Improvement. Oh, it's the best. Too. And my dad reminds me so much of a Tim Allen, too. That I, like, <laughs> I've, I've, like, gone on record with people saying, I was like, I get offended when people talk smack about Tim Allen. I was like, shut up about my dad, all right? Like, he's America's dad, all right? Like, <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, I was at an improv show last weekend. Oh, yeah? Uh, where um, three people were wearing approximately this. Two of the people were wearing literally the same flannel shirt, oh, and the man. other one was wearing like a close enough uh, version. That yeah, they were in a scene together. It was like the third scene of the show, and it was like <laughs> they were working in a factory, yeah. and like three lines in, the one of the people was like, "Yeah, this flannel factory," and like. <laughs> 
Of course, the audience was like, we were all thanking you. We're wearing on the same shirt. So then, like, if you mentioned flannel, Al Borland eventually comes up. Of course. So it became, uh, so that then, because the scene was so early on in the show, there were, like, 20 references to, to like, home improvement, and then it just became generally TGIF, and the audience was just like, yes, more, more, more. Oh, my God. I would actually watch, like, I know it's, like, a thing to do that a lot of people do, they do improvised TV shows. I would watch improvised, like, home improvement. Uh, So would I. Uh, But, yeah, it was so funny. Like, someone played Al Borland, and someone played his mom. It it was hilarious. It was really hilarious. That's too good. Yeah. That's wonderful. Al's mom. (laughs) I remember my favorite, one of my favorite jokes that they made, because they were always talking about how, like, big she was. Uh Uh-huh. And I remember they had, like, the episode where she passes away, and they Mm -hmm. have, like, a casket, and it takes, like, 30 guys to, like, carry, like, they can't all do it, like, they didn't weigh over six ball bears, and you're like, oh, that's so terrible. That's really terrible. (laughs) I love it. It's so, like, the humor was so, uh broad yeah. but like it was really um at the time like yeah. that's what tv was oh, yeah. and like still is in some yeah. cases yeah uh so i think that it was uh it was definitely um like easy to get into absolutely as and as young people yeah well and i know you're a big proponent of this too and i've started hashtagging it on facebook or twitter too is i like i like that you joke about dad jokes all oh the yeah time. dad jokes like they're sure. so appropriate they're only the kinds of, like dads would make and you're you still can't help but love them because like yeah. yeah my dad would make the exact same joke yeah. and so tim allen has been like making that work for like years it's so true yeah, yeah. and everyone uh, watching it, it's just well, you know, like you said, yeah. your dad is Tim Allen. And yeah, yeah. I can't remember how many times my dad, when I was growing up, would do the like, uh, yeah. or like any of the like Tim <laughs> Allen. Uh, oh, I, he probably still does like when he you know plugs in a power tool. Yeah. And it's like oh 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 yeah oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah all that yes. <laughs> And my dad, he won't necessarily make those sounds, but he is grunts, and he, like, gets excited about things, and he does, like, weird... And we laugh, because he'll, like, turn into, like, Dick Vitale for a second, we'll be like, yeah, baby, and we're like, who are you talking to? Who is to? this person? Yeah. Like, what? Are you Austin Powers, Dad, all of a sudden? Oh, no. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, yeah, so it, it developed from a lot of those. Um, I do love Cheers. I actually just spent, um, over the past, like... Uh, pretty much like the past like year, maybe about like a nine month period though, I finally went through and actually sat down because they showed up on Netflix. I loved Wings. I started watching nice. Wings again when it was on USA. Did this thing called USA, where it was called like PM and the AM, and they showed a lot of like '90s like oh, primetime cool. sitcoms during cool. the day. Nice. And so when they all showed up on Netflix, I was like, yes, I can probably watch like all the episodes of Wings uh-huh. and all the uh, episodes of like Cheers all the way through, and like. I just finished watching Frasier about like two nice. months ago, <laughs> and I love it all. And they're so different. And I and I understood where people came from. Where like, ooh, couldn't get into Frasier. I was like, I used to be the same way because mm-hmm. once again, it came down to like watching like things on like UPN like mm-hmm. as a kid. Whereas on Channel Twenty, you would just like watch everything that showed up. Like I didn't like Star Trek, but Frasier and all that came on, so I just watched it. I didn't gotcha. understand any of it. Yeah, but. yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. I definitely mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. um, uh. 
I also followed a lot of the like television viewing patterns yeah. of my parents. Yeah. And they weren't super into a lot of those mm-hmm. like iconic mm-hmm. sitcoms okay. for one reason or another. Sure. So I never really saw Seinfeld growing up. Oh, I never really saw Cheers growing yeah. up. Like I don't know why like I I I feel like I honestly would have to ask my parents. Sure. Like, what what's the deal? How come you guys never watched any of this? Like I feel like I really missed out. Yeah. Uh, a couple like maybe last summer mm-hmm. I uh, watched the first four seasons of Seinfeld yeah. for the first time. Yeah. And I uh, I didn't stop for any reason other mm-hmm. than like less time and uh yeah. and, and they're hard to find mm-hmm. aside from like a friend of yours who has all the dvds yeah them, you know <laughs> yeah and, and netflix used to be so great for that too. yeah like it used to be like yes this is like i stopped caring about movies like they got the tv shows i mm-hmm. want to see and that's mm-hmm. all i care I th- about yeah i now. think more people watch tv than movies on yeah. netflix if i had to guess oh absolutely especially because most of the newer ones are mm-hmm. just on dvd and it's yeah. like, no really everyone's really streaming more oh than that. <laughs> yeah yeah well i got an uncle too he and he lives up in milwaukee so you know i'll get to see him every couple of months stuff we all go and hang out with the family and mm-hmm. the cousins and whatnot uh last time that like my parents were in town we were all up there together we were watching modern family because oh, that's yeah. one of the good like contemporary nice. stuff that mm-hmm. we can all watch together and absolutely enjoy. absolutely and it's very much along those same great veins yeah and we had it pause because i think someone like my parents are doing something or whatever and all of a sudden my uncle like goes to uh joey put on seinfeld and, like <laughs> we're kind of like watching modern family like, <laughs> like it's paused and like he literally like never misses an episode. He knows like the different points in the day that Seinfeld's on. We had to laugh. We're like, it's not a new episode. Like, <laughs> how many times have you seen? This? Yeah. How many times have you seen yeah. this episode? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's really funny. It's so good. So it's like like four thirty in the afternoon or something like that, and he's like, yeah. "You gotta put on my 20. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, put on Seinfeld like every time, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm like in two in." Within two seconds, like the first clip, I can probably tell you what episode, episode it's going to be. Is, yeah. And I guarantee you, I need know more than you do. That's so funny. Uh, it, it, like, I mean, syndication is yeah. really the like. Uh, I feel like that's this the staying power of sitcoms. Yes, like, syndication. Once the show gets into syndication, you're like, yeah. okay, now. This sitcom immediately became iconic. Yes. Like yes. it was probably something that a lot of people enjoyed before yeah. that point. Yeah. But uh, but you know that just like is a testament to its uh, continuous rewatchability. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's actually what kind of like. I shouldn't say scares me, but it, like, frightens me about that. Like, everybody's talking about, like, we're getting, we're just moving completely away from television. Because Mm -hmm. I like to just turn on, like, my TV and just see whatever is on. Especially because my TV is a great channel. Like, we never had anything (laughs) like that at home. Like, we got stuff close to it. But it really has, like, the most random shows that Mm -hmm. will show up right in order. Mm -hmm. And I love all the billboards. Like, ever heard of King of Queens? Yeah! I feel like my TV is all is uh, is always on like one TV in a bar. Yes, (laughs) and I'm halfway. I'm back. It's like no, no, no. I love this King of Queens episode. Yeah, Yeah. so it'd be like four TVs that are playing like basketball and hockey. Yeah, just one playing King of Queens. Yeah, I remember we were at Clark's Diner once in the bar side and uh, watching some Mm -hmm. like 
relatively important sporting event. Sure, and, sure. Uh, or at least it was on. Mm-hmm, we maybe mm-hmm. weren't even like paying yeah. close attention to it. Mm-hmm. And in the corner, they were playing a King of Queens. And uh, it was an episode that had Nick Offerman on it. Oh. And he didn't have a beard. Oh, so everyone, God. like, it immediately just, like, sucked Whoa. all of our yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> and, was... Like, the sound wasn't on, but, like, the subtitles were. So we're all just, oh, my God. Yeah. Nick is killing this. Yeah. It was yeah. so... Turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> Can oh. we get some sound? I gotta hear Kevin James. Oh man, that's so good. Yeah. That's that's what I love seeing too. When you see all these other people, especially Brian Cranston, yeah, is on was on so many sitcoms, right. and it was back when he played like nerdier, squirrely, like dorky guy. <laughs> that's so funny, and so it's so great. It's like, oh my god, Breaking Bad's on a sitcom. <laughs> I feel like um, Boy Meets World was big on that because yeah. they were just like they were not afraid to enter into some yeah. world of like a s- just slight absurdity yeah. and no one ever really questioned it. I feel like when Full House did that, it was yeah. always just like, okay, you, yeah. you brought on a whole band. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, the Beach Boys are here. That's right. cool. It was so like awkward. Yeah, and, uh, and d- they didn't really like handle it with with much finesse oh no and because they're super awkward too like we're just glad to be here joey like you cut it out like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's so i I feel like the the shows that really um like uh can really work those kind of things in or always fun to revisit and you have to make a joke like i get so mad i'm like is no one gonna make like boy meets world always or like any shows like that always made a joke so that was like the little wink at the audience Uh like we know who they are (laughs) right right yeah the bands are always like jesse want to play with us like don't mind if i do right it's like who the fuck is this guy (laughs) like jesse and the rippers are not that big of a band i would rather see a show about like jesse on the road touring with like all his adventures and hanging out with like Scott Bale who is like his old party buddy forget all, like forget Michelle being adorable like that only goes so far uh, yeah. Gibbler's annoying we yeah, get it yeah well the crazy thing was too is Joe I didn't find this out until a couple years ago John Stamos actually toured for many years as the Beach Boys drummer that's like really? why that's huh. why they would show up no like, I had no idea yeah that's, that's why really they funny. up yeah so uh what um did you ever get into the like did you watch a lot of Nickelodeon sitcoms? I feel yeah. like that was like making sitcoms mm-hmm. for kids was oh, like yeah. an interesting concept. Absolutely. It's funny how many conversations have actually come up uh, for me about this in the past like <laughs> two months <laughs> really? though. Well, because I still argue I was like Pete and Pete was a show that was just so ahead of its time. Pete and Pete's great. Like I like I was like that I think was like the breeding ground for like the modern day, like like the hipsters and everything. Oh. That's where it starts. Cause like you just wanted to live life the way that they did. I can like, see that. Like, all the neighborhood, like, lore behind mm. things. I mean, they had, like, Iggy Pop was on the show. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I meant to actually even post this on Valentine's Day. I was so mad. I forgot that I would found the clip a little while ago. But there was uh, uh, a bumper I came across, like a Nickelodeon bumper from Pete and Pete, mm. where it had older Pete and uh, Ellen, I think, was, like, his, like, love interest or oh, best yeah. friend mm-hmm. or whatever. I remember that. Yeah, and they did a bumper for, like, Valentine's Day, like, where all this, you know, was like, oh, like, stay tuned. Also, more episodes of Pete and Pete. <laughs> They were talking about, and he talks about, like, what his dad likes to do for his mom every year is talk about Gungadin. Like, he does this whole speech <laughs> from Gungadin. And I'm like, no Weird. one. I was like, I had no idea. 
empty at that age what Gungadin is. Yeah. You don't have a point of reference. But I sat there and watched. I was like, that's cool. That's you know? so funny. <laughs> yeah, and it was just so, uh, like, it was just such a beautiful poetic show. The music and everything behind it. Uh-huh. It was just, oh, it was so good. And, and I feel like there's, like, three episodes probably, like, everyone probably, like, really, really remembers. Yes. Uh, the the car trip episode. Yes, I was like, that's the number one. the tower on top of the car. Yeah. It's always the one that I think of first. Yeah. Uh, the one where they're all trying to stay awake all night. Yes. I think is another really iconic yes. one. Uh, the one where I think it's Younger Pete does it plays hooky. Yeah. One of them plays yes. hooky. Yeah, yeah. And that was the whole thing, too. You're like, man, what if Wouldn't I get caught cool? for play- Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, like a, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, Ferris Bueller kind of callback uh-huh. for uh-huh. the whole thing. Uh, a friend of mine has um, an Artie t-shirt. Yeah, It just has Artie on it. It says, mm-hmm. like, Strongest Man in the World. Mm-hmm. And I think it's his, fa- I think it's his favorite shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, past guest on the show, Nick Johnson. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, we 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 we're talking about once like among our improv mm-hmm. team, uh, what you would wear if you were like a cartoon character. Sure, sure. Like what? Like so we were just like naming things. Yeah, like yeah. You would always wear that one green hoodie you have and those sneakers, you know. Nice. And we're like Nick would be in his Artie Strongest Man in the World awesome. T-shirt. Like it's such a part of his personality That's at this so point. Great. And as soon as we said it, he was like. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. It's so awesome. <laughs> he also shows up at everything. Like I've seen so many shows throughout the year that all the people, all the time, I turn people's like, "That's already strongest man in the world." They're like, "No way!" <laughs> I was like, "That totally is." He just doesn't look the way you remember That's him to be. Awesome. Because he doesn't dress at all like Artie. Right. So. What What has he done recently? Um, I see him pop up in a lot of things. The most recent, though, that specifically I remember, mm-hmm. um, and it's still a few years back, was he was on that HBO series Carnival. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was super short-lived, and it was a great series. It ended, like, kind of open-ended because it didn't get picked up. Like, it still I had like a little bit of closure. that happens with HBO, like, an odd amount. Yeah. You would think that something as high, like, yeah. production value as HBO would make a more of a point Absolutely. to try to, like, cap off shows. But yeah. I've, I know that happened with Deadwood as well. Yeah. There's yeah. only, like, what, three season, three, yeah. five, something like that. Something like that. But and it I, ends really unsatisfactory because they didn't know that it was going to be their last season. They're like, whoops. So. Yeah. Um, and that's why, like, Freaks and Geeks and other shows. Right. Great. Yeah. Judd Apatow was a smarter man, though. He's like, I wrote every and any finale like it was the last episode because yeah. I never thought it was going to get picked up yeah again. but like what if it had gotten picked mm. up and Lauren yeah. had like we followed yeah. her uh, it, it once so again great. came out at just the wrong time I think yeah, like I've... we weren't ready for like hour long shows mm-hmm. or at least hour long like dramedies so mm-hmm. man I, I went back and watched uh, all of Freaks and Geeks like so last year I think they put it on Netflix and I was like I'm not sure if I've seen all this. I think I have, but yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. And up through, like, episode... How many episodes are there? Like, 13 or something Yeah, like something that? like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah up yeah, through episode take. 10 or 11, I was like, yes, I've seen every single one of these, mm-hmm. and they're all fucking great. And oh, I yeah. hadn't seen the last two episodes. And I, like, oh, looked it up beautiful. on Wikipedia to see what the, ske- like, release schedule had been like. And certain, um... 
mm-hmm. networks, like Fox hadn't aired the last two episodes. Yeah. They had only aired on like other networks. And I was like, this is why I never saw them. Yeah. Yeah. It was so interesting. Yeah. And, and seeing that story wrap up mm-hmm. in the way that it did was just like, Oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that show, that show totally would have been fine nowadays. Like nowadays agree, it'd yeah. be up there with like orange is the new black and stuff. I totally agree with you. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's almost, uh, I feel like there's almost room for another show like yeah. that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think there's a... I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm kind of racking my brain to think of like a a, a Boy Meets World or, or mm-hmm. Freaks and Geek type show yeah. that is like the young person's... Mm-hmm. Uh, like iconically the young person's yeah, yeah. Uh, lifestyle at the absolutely. time. And, and, and Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. was so interesting because it was period. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. it was, like, still so oh, relatable yeah. and oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, and that's why I like Judd Apatow doing television more, because, like, mm-hmm. his movies are so good, but once you hit that, like, there's that point right in the middle where you're like, what are you so sad about, Judd <laughs> you're, you're an awesome dude who, like, like has, like, very charismatic people in your life, and uh-huh. I get the, like, sadness, because he was really good about balancing, like, happy things and sad things. Uh-huh. And Freaks and Geeks, he made a habit of, like, making sure that it doesn't end, like, necessarily on a happy or sad note. He just mm-hmm. wanted to end on something that felt realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, like the... I know everyone cites um, Bill watching mm-hmm. TV by yes. himself when he gets home from work. And yes. just, like... Or when he gets home from school. Oh, so And good. his mom... He was just, like, a latchkey kid. Yeah. And it's supposed to be, like, this really sad, like, oh, he just, you know, makes a grilled cheese sandwich and watches TV. But oh, he loved... Yeah. I think it's Carson. I, I think it was watching Carson. And yeah. he just loved it so <laughs> much that you can't feel bad for oh, him. You're just yeah. like, oh, man, this is great. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> no. And, uh, like, and I remember, too, like, the one where like they like they hide the keg and he just gets drunk and watches <laughs> Dallas yeah. and you're like I like that's awesome like yeah. <laughs> and I was a, I was a kid that didn't even really start drinking until like the end of my freshman year of like college like mm. in high school I was like no guys let's not mm. let's play board games and video games yeah, instead I didn't ever drink in high school oh either. yeah and that's why I couldn't get people to come to like hangout parties so I was like we'll just hang out maybe some charades <laughs> <laughs> improv games <laughs> But, like, you know, and then when I got older, people were like, no, you can actually just, like, have some beers and just watch movies. Like, you can do that. I was like, this works for me, so. I can handle this. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, such a great series, though. I, I love that series all the mm-hmm. way through. What are what would you consider your favorite sitcom? Um, Cheers is definitely up there. I don't know if I could put them in any particular order, because it's ones that I'd be in the mood for. But Cheers is great, because... Cheers every episode was like the longest running bar joke. Like that's really <laughs> what it was. Yeah. And when I'm drinking and stuff too. And it's funny how much that show is so similar to like what nerd culture really is. Huh. Like where there's the discussions they have. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. And and granted they're not talking about comic books and movies, but they relate it like it's I remember. Still like minutiae. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just all things where someone poses a question, and then you all gotta argue about it and everyone weighs in and that's then start really fighting about it a little bit. That's really, really funny. Or you call each other idiots and what have you. And it's so great. Like, I love the... I remember the first question that they ever have. And, like, that's what sets an emotion. It's so great to go back and watch Cheers because knowing all their, like pointless conversations uh-huh. where the first discussion they have is what's the sweatiest movie ever made really and it's so great because you sit there and at first like is that like I'm, episode one it or, is episode wow, one it's that's right so funny yeah because the whole entry point into the series which i always love that like shows that are 
Because a lot of them are essentially based on nothing and things mm-hmm. that don't necessarily happen. Like, mm-hmm. Seinfeld was literally up there, but a lot of them were essentially doing it before Seinfeld. They just didn't quite call it out. Interesting. Yeah, and Seinfeld is probably one of the few ones that doesn't necessarily have that, like, entry point into anything mm-hmm. happening. But, like, Cheers, the great one is, is because what happens is Diane gets left by her fiancé, like, oh, that right. day. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, like, hearing that that was the, uh, that's the entrance into... Absolutely, like, culture of the bar. Absolutely. And she's sitting there because he, like, goes to make a phone call or whatever, too. And, like, that's the discussion that they're having, too, is what's the sweaty... And she was, like, so above the conversation and everyone's chiming in and her fiancé comes back and, like, has an answer. And they're like, oh, that's a good one. That's I can't remember so what it was. Funny. But I it's wonder, so good. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. I and, love that. Uh, my favorite thing to do is I had to post all the best, like, Norm quotes or even just bits from that show every day. Uh-huh. And that's how I knew who the diehard Cheers fans were because they would catch it right away. <laughs> I was like, man, you guys are better at this than I am. So... <laughs> Um, that's and, great and I've gotta Cheers is something that uh, it's like Seinfeld that like I just oh, missed yeah. when yeah. I grew it up when I was growing up yeah. and now like looking back yeah. and really wanting to be able to appreciate mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. super iconic things oh, absolutely. that like I definitely want to at some point just do it, do it. it. I, I will. It was on Netflix. I was actually so mad. I was on the last season and Netflix. It was the point where they were like randomly pulling things. Oh no. And they pulled it. And that was my like, because I have to watch, like I like to watch a sitcom before I go to bed, right? At mm-hmm. night. Like mm-hmm. I have my, when I go to bed and then I just sit there and like watch a sitcom and maybe have like a candy bar or something and That's then go fun. to bed. Yeah. And so there I was like, no, no. I was so close. <laughs> yeah. I was so close. But like the stress sometimes of finding like another show on Netflix to commit to, you're like, I can't can't start something new uh, watching it. Isn't that so true? Uh, yeah. Like, I recently, last, uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, finally finished catching up on uh, Mad Men, because I hadn't yeah, seen yeah, any yeah, of the yeah. sixth season, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. seventh was about to start. Yeah. And uh, I had tried to watch it over the winter, but it was, like, bumming me out too much. Uh, like, it was, because it's such a, like, drama, and yeah. they do always show it in the yeah. summers. And I don't think I... Real ever realized until I was like sure. trying to watch it late at night sure. during the winter, yeah. just like fucking bundled up against yeah. the like terrible polar vortices. Oh, absolutely! Uh, that it really did affect my mood yeah. enough that I was just like, I I don't think I can like watch this yeah. every night. So I kind of took a break from it and came back like uh, with an episode like five or six mm-hmm. and just like plowed through the oh, from yeah. there to like the end oh, in the, over the course of a week or so and it was so good and it was sure. the first time I had really taken in a mm-hmm. bunch of um fucking good ass TV for, yeah! <laughs> for all at once absolutely and then, but like the night I finished yeah I, I was kind of like Man, I could watch like one more episode of something yes. else, but I have no idea what to watch. Yes. This is so stressful. And that's the worst because like when I'm in the mood for like one more show on things too, and then I'm like, oh, I'm up late, mm. and I like ration out my time. I'm like, well, if I finish the show by this time, uh-huh. I will be asleep by this time. That uh, doesn't work no, either. No, no. And then inevitably you're gonna want to watch another episode. Yeah. And watch like five minutes of it and fall yeah. asleep during it. At least this oh, is my absolutely. own. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cheers is up there I love wings but I also consider them like like brother and sister like, yeah like like one in the same right because they were such like spirit sequels of each other and they okay. have little cameos of other people like there's an episode where uh, uh, Norm and Cliff show up 
uh, at the airport and everything, and they say that they're going on a fishing trip, but all they do is go to the local bar That's and really drink funny. the entire time. That's really, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Well, I, I remember I, mm. I had no because I didn't really watch those things as I was mm. growing up I had yeah. no concept until like a couple of years ago yeah. that Frasier was a spinoff yeah, I, yeah. Like, and it blew my mind because yeah. in my mind as someone who just like knew about these iconic shows mm-hmm. all existing separately mm-hmm. uh, that's all I thought it was yeah. you know what yeah. I mean I yeah. had no concept of one like being sparked from another show. Oh, absolutely. That was yeah. Kind of a kind of a mindfuck for me. Well, and the crazy thing about Nick at Night is it's for me it's almost felt like every like 5 to 7 years they jump like a generation of what yeah, shows they it cover. does seem like. Yeah, I remember when f- they started playing Fresh Prince on Nick yeah. and Night, and everyone was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, we're like, "No, this should be in black and white, or at least like awkwardly colored at best." Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why? Yeah, I was like, I should not be able to recognize the clothes that they're wearing in this show. As things that I wore when I was younger. Oh. Yeah, that was, that was like. There was nothing good about that. Yeah. It was just tragic. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's how, like, and that was how I, like, I caught, like, the cheers on it. That's how I learned about, like, the Frasier thing. Uh-huh. And because I remember I was watching, I was like, oh, cool, I didn't know Kelsey Grammer was on this show for a little while. And then they called him Frasier. And I was like, what? And I was like, what? <laughs> I was, like, almost mad. My parents were like, what didn't you tell me? Like, <laughs> and, like, even as a kid, because we were watching, my parents, my parents are that kind. Like, they were very strict about, like, PG-13. Like, you're oh, not 13 yet. I'm like, funny. I'm like, this is not like cigarettes or alcohol. <laughs> like, I can go see this. Mine, uh, mine, it was more like, uh, it had to do with content. Yeah. Like, if it was PG-13 for, like, violence uh-huh. or something like that, they'd probably be a little more lenient. Yeah, that they were okay was, with. Yeah, or language. Yeah. Uh, but if it was, like, PG-13 for sex and drugs or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, and Feel up like to rate, Rated R had similar sure. things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It all was content-based more so than, like, just a hard... Oh, uh, yeah. No. Well, that was the thing. It's, like, certain ones that they're, like, if we counted, like, there's only three swear words we can say. <laughs> right. And the sad thing was you felt like you couldn't even entirely enjoy the movie while they were there because you're, like, counting the swear words, like, we're hitting too many. We're hitting too hard. They're going to turn off any second. <laughs> And even, and, and so, like, but it's the same thing, like, sex and drugs, but, like, to this day, though, I can't watch, like, a scene of people, like, having sex without, like, swarming. <laughs> and I don't get how people can do that. I'm like, no, it's weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> Especially if it's HBO. It's like, well, it's not porn. I was like, well, it's HBO. <laughs> very fine line. Let's, let's be very honest here about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, Cheers, especially watching, I was like, that show was all about sex. Like, oh, that's Sam so funny. Malone, everything he said to Diane was about sleeping with her all the time That's and I'm so like funny. how do my parents let me watch this but they're like I don't know about the, that Jim Carrey in the mask <laughs> like, like, like he's probably going to be turning into a coyote and howling at too many ladies yeah like too much of that <laughs> I don't know who this Cameron Diaz is but she's probably trouble <laughs> and they would have been right yeah and then I'm like they were right for totally different reasons <laughs> We tried to warn you. <laughs> she's terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the mask is one of the only things she's even like uh, uh, tolerable in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like early, she did a lot of good night movies in the nineties, and mm-hmm. that's when I think she also looked a lot like cuter too. At the risk of sounding sexist about uh, it, but 
But like I thought like I thought she's much more enjoyable. Like I liked something about Mary, mm-hmm. um, like One Night at McCool's, like mm-hmm. all those movies where like she's fun and goofy and she wasn't necessarily like the it girl, like either. Yeah. And I don't know, I really enjoy I enjoyed her back in the day. Yeah. Um, I don't even like I just like seeing her in interviews now mm-hmm. even yeah. is just like who do you have a personality yeah. like <laughs> and she's had worse this person and they still try to like write her like she used to be where at least she's yes. like the fun girl that you would go to a bar with that right. like the one person would be like let's go get drinks and watch the game at the and, bar and, and they force it into yeah. like mom so weird and quirky yeah yeah <laughs> and then now she's also but she's like but I'm also sophisticated right, like yeah. how does she do it guys right, like, yeah it's pretty it's pretty insufferable yeah. plus we know she's always gonna end up with Ashton Kutcher and something <laughs> or another like you put them in the movies again I'm like I can't stand either of you what makes right. you think I wanna see this right. movie yeah. I can't even think of a movie they do and they've done so many things together and I don't think I've seen yeah. any of them yeah. <laughs> oh man oh well yeah um well what uh what are some of your favorite current sitcoms oh current um you know, and I, I like that it's evolved. Like, I do miss the age of the studio audience. Like, mm-hmm. I do really enjoy a studio audience. It was definitely a different, uh, you know, structure. Absolutely. Time. Absolutely. And as a theatrical actor, too, I can enjoy that because sure. that's how you feel like. And granted, everyone's like, well, they make them applause. Like, no, there's a sense of there's a point where you know your show's hitting it where you not really have to tell the audience to laugh. And right. they're just going to love it. Yeah. Um, I do. It is. I haven't watched in a while. Uh, I do enjoy it as a guilty pleasure because I think at times the episodes and the jokes I really enjoy. Big Bang Theory I like okay. a lot more than most other people do. Yeah. And I think so many people are hard on it, yeah. too. Uh, my, my parents super love that show. Yeah. A lot of my family does. So yeah. I end up watching it at family gatherings yeah. quite a bit. And yeah. it's funny, I've, I've actually... Um, uh, I've had conversations with them. Like mm-hmm. I think even at this last Christmas, yeah. I just got to the point where I was like, "Man, like I can see why you guys like this, yeah. but mm-hmm. you have to like hear me out yeah. and appreciate these other things sure. because these characters are written so much." Like, oh yeah, uh, I, I Parks and Rec is like yes. my favorite thing. Of yes, all time. I'm right there with you. That's uh, probably one of the best sitcoms right now. Right, I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. And, and and none of my family really watches it. Yeah, and, and I'm like. Guys, this is why I love Parks and Rec. Like mm-hmm. they really care about each other, yes. and they're these fully realized characters, yeah. and they're they have subtleties, mm-hmm. and they uh, do like raz one another. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's always like yeah. with a with a like wink and a nudge, like yeah. hey, you know, just like you would raz your friends. Absolutely, and like what you guys are watching, like can be funny, and yeah. like the performers are great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like it's so much more uh, surface level. Yeah, and, like a lot of it is. Yeah. based in like making fun instead mm-hmm. of embracing mm-hmm. and every and and I like went on this kind of diatribe yeah. and I felt a little bad afterwards <laughs> but some I think it was my aunt who was just like well uh, now I guess we have to watch it <laughs> I did like get through to them, um, and and I think a large part of it was not me was me not going like guys the shows you watch are terrible yeah you know? yeah like, yeah uh, I, I had to be like I can see why you like this and like yeah. these are the things that I like about yeah. it but yeah this is a thing I love oh, and yeah. this is why you should like oh, it God. I felt like such a 
snob, but oh my I just it's just because I feel so passionately like that they yeah. love it yes. that I just want them to get yes. into it. Uh, parents just don't understand. Parents man. just <laughs> don't understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, but yeah, too. sure. Big Bang Theory yeah. uh, has so many redeeming qualities. Yeah, <laughs> there's also some great talents on that. Too. Yeah, like yeah. I think Simon Helberg is really really good. He and I, plays. Um, he plays uh, Horowitz. He plays okay, the, the, the g- giant Jewish stereotype. Right. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I thought. Um, and then uh, Jim Parsons is also phenomenal. He's great. Like, I really hope he's one of those people that just doesn't get a little locked in. I was going to say, I'd be really interested to see Jim Parsons in a different yeah. character. Um, watch his SNL if you have not seen oh, it. His SNL episode. I don't think I have. It, it was relatively recent. Yeah, it was yeah. the new season. I believe it was part of like, the new season pretty early on. It should still be available on like Hulu Plus, I okay. think. I, I don't not, think I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember watching yeah. it. And I, I, I try to watch oh, yeah. um, SNL whenever I can. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'll, that's yeah. a good point. I'll it's definitely great. have to check that out. It's great because you see him play like other characters. Like he's not just Sheldon. He opens up doing like, I'm not just a sitcom character. Mm. And they had like all the other actors like Jay Farrow comes out as like Urkel. And stuff. <laughs> that's and, like, great. It was so good. Like they all come out and they talk. They do like a little like mini musical number <laughs> about like how we're more than just our characters. That sounds super fun. And, and I'll definitely have singer. to look that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen him on at least one other thing where I was like, oh, this Jim Parsons guy, he's yeah, fun. He's cool. And, uh, uh, Jonathan Galecki is fun. Yeah, well. he's cute too. I mean, he put in his time doing Roseanne and everything right? too. Yeah, and he's a Chicago guy too. Right. So uh, he's fun, and I like all. And I think all the people on that show are also just like fun as people. Like mm-hmm. they're fun and goofy. I love watching any of them when they show up on on Conan. And mm-hmm. so maybe it's just that me that it's just like I could turn on any sitcom. Like, oh sure. Yeah, like that's to me that's the sign of a really bad sitcom. Like like is if you can't even. Yeah. Well, like you know, I hate to say because. I know so many people hated on it and part of that hate came from the community thing but Whitney was a terrible show oh I saw the pilot and maybe like half of another episode it was so bad like I give sitcoms a major benefit of the doubt Uh like I watched How I Met Your Mother all the way up through to the finale and I Uh defended it (laughs) I'm probably that might even be are you a finale defender too I've heard Um, such horrible things it okay it here's the thing the way they specifically executed it and I won't necessarily spoil the ending they should have done one of two things either ended it five minutes early and it would have been beautiful and perfect and you wouldn't have had to really change anything about even this season whatever uh-huh. or everything they showed you in this last like five to seven minutes that should have been what the season was about oh. like they they show they kind of do like time leaps and gotcha. show what happens to the group like, a, and the gang. like the epilogue of harry potter yeah. <laughs> well and even then because they do it like lost style where they're like they show what's going on at the wedding and oh. then all of a sudden they're going to this uh-huh. and like that and they show like just like what happens to everybody really quickly and i'm like you know, instead of cramming an entire season into what takes place over like a five to seven day period, mm-hmm. you totally could have like had us take that journey with them. Sure. And it all would have had weight as opposed to just be like, by the way, this is what on. happens to everybody. Weird. And I I really don't want to give away too much, but I will say there's just a couple of things that in my opinion just overwrote all the character arcs that were some like the most beautiful Yeah, parts I think of I feel like series. that's been um one of the biggest critiques of it that I've seen mm-hmm. is that like it just undermined so so yeah. much stuff that had already been established yes. and, like 
you just that's I feel like that's a cardinal sin of yeah, sitcoms. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to spend episodes mm-hmm. and seasons yeah. of character arcs, I mean, uh, it's it's not a sitcom, but yeah. I felt that way about the fifth season of The Wire. Okay. Uh, okay. So, I, yeah. so like yeah. the Lester. Absolutely. Uh, I felt like his storyline with McNulty uh-huh. in the fifth season completely undermined that his the way his character had been established. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just seemed so false. Yeah, that I could never get into the fifth yeah. season, and and that was something that they did spend an sure. entire season's arc on. Sure, of the like. Um, for those unfamiliar, they staged a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, murder scenes, yeah. basically crime scenes, and falsified a bunch of evidence yeah. in order to try to. Granted, they were trying sure. to do it to like sure. actually, mm-hmm. you know, get money and yeah. solve other crimes and, and get attention and things like that. But Absolutely. it was so false. Like we had yeah. been presented with this character yeah. as kind of like a beacon of yeah. justice yeah. and like loyalty, and it just. Yeah. Grinded yeah. my my gears. Well, so many, like, a lot of these shows like to take the easy way out. And that's what makes me so mad about the How I Met Your Mother thing. I'm like, you could have just ended it mm-hmm. five minutes earlier and you'd have been fine. <laughs> no one would have been mad at you for that. Like, people can still be okay with the ending. And, and I do kind of like the, like, twist of events, the mm-hmm. way things play out. But they would have been fine with it otherwise. And it's just like, if you're going to take us on this journey, and even if those of us like, ooh, because we'll relate to the character. I don't like this. I don't know how I feel about this. But at the end, you're like, oh my god, what growth they underwent. Or, or <laughs> sure. like, way to make, like, or, or cause, like, another character to step up sure. and show their true colors mm-hmm. and have these beautiful moments. Mm-hmm. And then you're just gonna slap it in the face and be like, never mind, we changed our mind, we got oh. scared and we're done. Like, Boo. you know, it's like that kid going up to the diving board. If you do it and you're, like, cheering him on and he goes and he's there, and then at the end, if they're like, ooh, he never mind, I don't want to do down. that, and yeah. comes back down, everyone's like, ooh, that's like, <laughs> why so did I go awkward. on that journey? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're like, you know, you didn't need to go up there in the first place if you're just going to do that. Mm-hmm. And and that was the point. Um, and so that's what just kind of frustrated me about those last five minutes, especially because it just like was a lot of really good character growth for a mm-hmm. lot of people. And they managed to kind of like tie even that up pretty quickly. Like mm-hmm. it's stuff that I think you could have stretched over an entire season. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, and there's just a few moments. I might even rant at it at your stories. It, it, might, it might, actually, I thought about it today. I was like, that might not be my your stories. Cool. Like, the truth is that they took away any truth from that story. That's so funny. So, I think that's fitting. Yeah. You should absolutely do it. So, uh, uh, so some, uh, those are some things that you also enjoy. Uh-huh. Um, you're a community guy, sure. I think. Oh, I love community. <laughs> it has evolved a lot. Like, I also defended it even during what they refer to as the Gas Leak season. Um, and once again, another show. There are show... episodes, there are certain episodes of the Gas Leak season that mm-hmm. fucking, yeah. you can pit against any other season. Yeah. As a whole, no, of course it's not as strong. No, no, no. <laughs> Well, and I, I think that's that moment where it's the art from artists from a different standpoint. You know, people separate the art from artists from, like, a like attacking point. But mm-hmm. for me, that was, like, a defending thing. I was like, man, watching that overall, if I was a writer and just, like, got handed a show that's super successful, and, like, the guy that essentially made that show what it was got let go, and then I'm told, like, but you need to do it like he would do it. And like, that's you're impossible. Like, Hard to yeah. do. You're like, once again, it's all about that journey there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I wasn't there for that. And... And I think all in all, that's the beauty of a sitcom for me, too, is because it is always about the journey and not always the destination. I mean, cool. How I Met Your Mother is a different, like, example because it is kind of about that. But at the end, that's a big thing where I'm like, that's why I can pick up any episode of a sitcom. I could watch it and enjoy it. And Community, though it has its arcs and a little episodic, at the same time, 
I feel like you can get to know communities ensemble by the end of any episode yes you get the dynamic without it feeling tropey mm-hmm. there's archetypes and i feel i think yeah. parks and rec uh operates similarly absolutely no it's archetypal without being like tropey. stereotypical yeah, yeah or falling into that pit and that's what's great and even then it's not like mm. you could sit there and be like no jeff is always smarmy and sarcastic yeah. but he's not he cares and he gets sad and he's a giant dork about things a mm-hmm. lot of times i i think yeah. uh i think that was one of the things about season four of community yeah. was that those like those moments mm-hmm. of sincerity yeah. weren't quite as earned yeah. in that season yes. as they have been mm-hmm. in others. Yes. Like in the fifth season episodes of uh, Donald Glover leaving oh, were I cried. heartbreaking. I, I cried. did too. And that to me is a great sitcom they that if you can heart- make me cry. Uh, I mean, I cried yeah. when um, Chris and Anne left Parks and Rec too. Oh yeah, that but was really sad. <laughs> it was yeah. the like, actual uh, driving oh. away and them saying goodbye to them was like, there was so much realism. Oh, They're yeah. really like, yeah. and, you know, you can tell that just oh, as much as Leslie was saying goodbye to Anne, like yeah. Amy Poehler was saying goodbye to Rashida Jones, and oh, it was yeah. so as if as a performer, oh. I think it's easier for us to like get really into mm-hmm. those relationships yeah. uh, because we know that like working with people creatively is oh, just so different from yeah. just like being friends with Absolutely. someone, <laughs> especially a show that is just like happy and fun all the time yeah like like yeah. drama is another thing where that takes a lot out of you but even right. then sometimes you're like man i gotta distance myself from uh-huh. these people with the fun you're like oh my god it didn't even feel like i made a show it yeah. felt like i was goofing around with some of the best friends right. i ever had right. and that's and that's why boy meets world works that's why cheers works that's why like all those finales like made me cry uh-huh. like cheers is great cheers was a show where like once again it was absolutely about the journey and not the destination because everyone's lives kind of went on the same like people mm-hmm. no one even really left sam still owned the bar and they mm-hmm. still closed up shop and it was beautiful meanwhile like frazier at the end um i don't know if i want to spoil how frazier ends but <laughs> frazier had like a big journey and there was doubt and there was uncertainty but there's still like a moment at the end you're like good for that guy like mm-hmm. he was kind of an asshole and towards the end they really write his character they do kind of like the zach braff ted mosby thing where they make him a little wimpier over time okay and so you're like i'm not rooting for this guy anymore, yeah. as much anymore like now i'm kind of more excited about niles and, yeah that's really funny <laughs> and so all those they have that journey it's just like parks and rec when you can see them leave and then break mm-hmm. off you're like oh my god i feel like i'm right there with i know these yeah yeah it, i feel like i love when uh-huh. things are really like treated with a little bit of finesse yes. and, and, and with like some honesty like uh-huh. you know it, it uh it it took a few episodes of this season to mm-hmm. like uh, work in that arc mm-hmm. of them moving yeah. to Indianapolis, which felt a little clunky at times. It did, yeah. Um, the, yeah, this season's been a little more hit or miss for me mm-hmm. than past ones have, and I think that is a large part of it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know the the um, the final episode where they left was so mm-hmm. great, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, Leslie going and finding out that Anne had had her baby it was great and like yeah. the, the actual realism of like a long distance friendship yeah. is is really uh, you know important mm-hmm. and pertinent to people's lives absolutely and it didn't feel like the like I've been gone but I'm guest starring again yeah, no. like it felt like real life you're like no that happens right. you know what I mean you're like <laughs> yeah. that is 100% justified if she had the baby like it'd be even worse if it was on the phone like oh you had the baby like that's not no. Leslie no <laughs> in the least yeah. come on yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like um, I like when respect is given yeah. to characters and Absolutely. to storylines. Yeah. Think. Well, you brought up the, the Donald Glover episode too, and I read 
read there was a, I think it was AV Club did a beautiful article about really? it. Really, yeah. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Well, it was a whole like this is why this episode's great, and I'm like, you don't need to tell me why that episode's great. I saw it. That was a great episode. <laughs> and the real thing that they pointed out that like Britta was like actually the hero of that episode, oh. and it was so nice because I've talked to a number of people and I completely agree. I was like, I think it's funny the way they raz Britta because I liked mm-hmm. that the clown character or like the the, the Schlemiel and Schlemazel or right. whatever is actually like a female because people aren't brave yeah. enough to do that. Yeah. And I think like and she was like the for once like she was like the smart minded person. She was the sane person living in an insane world. Mm-hmm. And she was absolutely the voice of reason with mm-hmm. it. Uh, that and the mustard one. The the uh, the one where she had like the mustard on oh, the face. Oh that was so points. funny. It was too that, good. That, what is meow meow? Yeah, meow is, meow beans. That's that what it was. was <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah I just caught up on meow meow beans oh, recently gosh. and I was just like this is like all t- this is all at once uh, satire yeah. of like you know popular uh, uh, social networking oh, culture yeah. and like a, a, a fantasy like sci-fi type uh-huh. story yeah. of like kind of Hunger Games oh absolutely and like it, it, gosh that was so funny oh, it's yeah. such an episode it's also another episode where you get to see what a complete sociopath that like Jeff is which yeah. is always nice to bring back like I'm glad they don't overdo it but every now and then you need to remind like you, the uh-huh. audience has to be reminded that Jeff is not above everything uh-huh. in fact it all. Yeah, I, I think that's probably been. I think that one was probably my favorite episode post uh, Donald Glover's departure. Absolutely, absolutely. The advanced D D one. Like at first, I was, it was like, pretty good. It was good. I think really the best thing about that was it was probably one of Jim Rash's best episodes. Yes, I totally agree. That is the number one reason I loved that episode because he was so great. Like I was actually kind of disappointed. I love David Cross, but in my opinion, it was like not. It was, it was a little wasted. Him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you could have used, you could have brought in like a no name for that episode, and I actually would have liked it. They've a done it. They've they've had so they've been packing the yeah. like. Guests list yeah. on community this oh, season. God. Well, I have to remind myself every fucking week that I'm like, oh my god, Mike from Breaking Bad <laughs> is a regular on this character. show. And and, it, and it's another thing, because I love talking about people with, like the formula or the science of comedy, because there is no science. There are rules, but those rules every now and then have to be broken in just the right way that they work. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite things, I think some of the funniest people are people that don't consider themselves funny yes. or even diverge from who they even are. Uh-huh. And, like, because I've brought in people that, like, you know, I've talked about, I was like, no, you gotta have this guy play this part. And they're like, why? They're like, he's so weird. It's like, that's the thing. Yeah. You don't have to write a single joke for this person. <laughs> Their personality and the aura they give off is so magical. No, Whatever they say them is into terrifying. The world. Yeah. 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 That's like, cool. Yeah, like, like that that guy, because uh, I can't remember, what, is he Mr. Hickey? Is that what his, sh- his name is yes, on the I show? Yes, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted say Earl Hickey but I know that's like Earl from my name is Earl Um, and he like that's the thing you could give him a line like I will end you and everybody like oh that's funny but you could also give him a line that he could deliver that exact same way that's just something that he wouldn't say like like publishers are interested right oh yeah that was that was was easily my favorite uh, uh, Jonathan Banks storyline was when you find out that he's a cartoonist and Abed like insults his broad observational cartoons yeah that uh yeah things like that that just like that just adding color and shading mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the world absolutely this, like you said you know like mm-hmm. he's a regular on this show uh that like seemingly there was no there wasn't really 
The show didn't, like, call for Jonathan Banks no, to come on as a regular. No, We honestly didn't even really even need, like, a replacement for Pierce. And I yeah. think we have, like, a twofold there because we have, like, um, you know, uh, Ken Jeong, like, Chang kind of uh-huh. plays the wackier side of Pierce that's, mm-hmm. like, obsessive and almost, like, insane. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, like, uh, Hickey as, like, the, the like, curmudgeon mm-hmm. old, out-of-touch guy mm-hmm. with things. But it, it has been really fun to see how they've oh. paired that character. Oh, absolutely. Like, pairing him with Annie and yeah. pairing him with Abed. Like, absolutely. that's so cool. Like, yeah. the way that they've really uh, embraced uh-huh. watching how each, like, pairing Absolutely. of the show would, yeah. would pan out oh, in the great. end yeah. is really cool and, yeah. and really a testament to like a show that wants to create an entire world. Oh, for sure. And then it's funny that you mentioned the, the Abed one where he like ruins all the art that he was mm-hmm. working on. It was a great episode because it kind of called out things that people were like, no, we should... Like, because Abed was being a little bit of a spoiled brat. Like, yeah. he was. And he's not used to anyone telling him no yeah. ever. Uh-huh. And so he just like handcuffed him straight up there and you're like... This Whoa. is awesome. Yeah, You're like, yeah, this yeah. got real. Like, it's one of those ones I think I came home from, like, a night of drinking watch. It was, like, uh, a little heavy for me, but I was like, this is real. It this was. is a really great episode. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it's definitely still, like, a thing I've said about Community before that mm-hmm. I stick with mm-hmm. is that I think Community really sh- uh, swings for the fences. It does. Every single episode swings for the fences. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they strike out. Yeah. Sometimes they hit a home run. Yeah. But every single episode, mm-hmm. like, Harmon really wants to do big things. Oh, yeah. And uh, I respect that a lot. Absolutely. And it's become almost like, it's become somewhat of, like, almost a sketch show, like, in a mm-hmm. way. But it's got, like, a good through line. And at the end of the day, like, anything and else. And who I doesn't mean, love a good sketch show with a through line? Absolutely. <laughs> well, and on top of that, at the end of the day, you're getting, like, a nice, neat little storyline. Yeah. And you're seeing everyone's relationships. And that's all that uh-huh. matters in any mm-hmm. of these. And, uh, uh, cool. So, um, to kind of wrap this sure, up, sure. Um, put a little button on yeah. it, how do you feel like your love of sitcoms mm-hmm. uh, over the years has affected you creatively? Sure. And uh, how do you feel like it's really affected uh, your life sure. in general? Uh, I've written about, uh, at least that I could count, probably about three pilots that I've actually yeah. ever sit down and written. Cool. Um, I am currently working on a web series, which... Um, I would mention if it was at least like moving directly forward, so right. still in that pre-production phase, it sure. is going to happen. I'm excited for it. Cool. Um, but uh, the two that I had worked on, um, and even a couple that I had like very rough outlines and never actually just like wrote down, is one I immediately focused on, like because I'm so character based. Mm-hmm. I'm like because, and that's one of the many reasons I enjoy a sitcom. I was like, I don't need a premise. Mm-hmm. I just need people and then if you're engaged by these people you can give them day-to-day adventures and sure. things and things to work towards. journey versus destination absolutely absolutely <laughs> and you start with an archetype but then after that i can't just have a hero i can't just have like the wacky one uh-huh. and like and i don't even you can't even define anything as the wacky one anymore like right. what makes them wackier why are they insane are they insane and mm-hmm. so i start with there where like i'll fill the different molds and i've even try working um one thing that i try to do is I used to just do it, like, gender-specific. Then I'm like, okay, I want this one to be a guy. Now I was like, okay, I'm going to flesh out the character, and then I'm like, which makes the most sense for it? Cool. You know what I mean? And so then be like, actually, it might be more interesting if it's a female there for this yeah. or that. And so seeing a lot of that where I've just got those well-defined, and then I'll even pull in where I'm like, I need them to be a little bit of a norm at times. <laughs> or even that, it's more like no one has to be just the norm. It's like, let's sprinkle, like, uh-huh. some norm. But you want a little bit of a cliff 
because you want them to be goofy across the board. And so, and I've seen what works, and I think mostly it's like those times that it doesn't work, you know, things like Whitney or things like where I'm like, well, if I'm going to make a story to this, if things mm-hmm. are going to happen, I can't have it be canceled out. I can't give them an easy out. I can't mm-hmm. give them that. Um, and I think, yeah, I think mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, a lot of like critique of mm-hmm. bad sitcoms just mm-hmm. becomes like, um, making fun of like a concept yeah. or a lead or, yeah. or, or something like that. And I think you really do have to, I always try to at least take in a pilot mm-hmm. or sure. a few episodes just mm-hmm. to like kind of inform myself yeah. of, even if I know I'm not going to keep watching mm-hmm. a show, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like like you said, yeah. I think you can get just as much out of Absolutely. what you don't like about it. Absolutely. I think in the end, the ultimate thing, in the, and I think it's as a, act, as a writer, as an actor, it's even more important, I think, uh-huh. is give them something to love and give them something to hate. You've got to get them <laughs> both in there. Uh-huh. My The most annoying thing is when we were like casting shows or doing scene work, and I'd be with someone like, yes, I get to play the bitch. Mm-hmm. I was like... Congratulations, you just wrote off all your opportunities for character work oh, in no. one statement. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's the bitch. Right. Like no one ever comes in like I'm a bitch. Yeah. That's like a, that's a condition. <laughs> that's just that's a label that you get. You know what I mean? Because no one wants to be that. Yeah. I'm like, or you could say, why are why are they perceived as a bitch? Is it because people are intimidated by them? All of a sudden you've given them power. Like, mm. are people do people just not know them? Like, mm. you know? There's like there's interesting stories, there's opportunities for backstory, there's mm. everything going on in there. And so I think those are the really big things. Like that's cool. where the meat is is remind yourself why you love them and give someone a character that they can hate all the way through, but then give them one episode Word. where they question everything <laughs> that they've understood about that character. Uh. And, and that's and that's what makes a sitcom, and that's why I love that they've got a little bit of drama and uh-huh. like a little bit of comedy. People write them off as goofy, like, well, how's everybody doing? And then mm-hmm. audience laughter when mm-hmm. there's so much more to it. Absolutely. I totally agree And it's you. nice to know that I could pick up literally any episode in the world and watch 30 minutes of it, and it works. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I try to do with my writing, and it's something I've actually picked up from. It's the Stan Lee rule of thumb: treat everyone's comic like it's their first. Oh, cool! So a sitcom should do that. It could be episodic. You don't need to give me a full detailed explanation of everything, but give them an idea that they're like, oh, okay, I don't know that name they mentioned, but it sounds like that girl's a rift in yeah. between these two characters. Yeah, the con the context mm-hmm. is uh, is king. I think mm-hmm. uh, like uh, it's funny. Um, the Nerdlogs uh, tried to write in that way mm-hmm. as well, of mm-hmm. like um, this show, you know, whatever show we're working mm-hmm. on being the first one that our mm-hmm. audience has seen, but at the same time, we love being able to like oh, throw yeah. in little like winks to our, our yeah. canon, if oh, you will. Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. Uh, people like Kyle and uh, oh, yeah. Kyle and Melzer came to the, uh, or it was Kyle and Drew, yeah. came to the uh, Nerdfest show that we did. Oh, and, right, right. And it had J.J. Abrams in it. Yes, yeah, And they yeah, had yeah. helped us out with yeah, yeah. our J.J. Abrams show that we did yeah. like almost a year ago yes, now. Yes, I remember, yeah, yeah. So uh, they, like, we did a Q&A portion of the show. Because nice. we did a, a panel. Oh, I heard about this. I was sad I missed this. Yeah, yeah and this. so Kyle and <laughs> isn't J.J. Abrams a robot? And, like, it was so, so funny and so satisfying yeah, yeah. that, uh, I mean, even Kyle and, mm-hmm. Kyle and Drew helped us with the show, so oh, sure, obviously, they, sure. obviously they were familiar with it, but at the same time, like, that someone cared enough to, like, throw that out there. Oh, absolutely. It was so funny. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, no one in the, it didn't alienate anyone oh, in absolutely. the audience. Yeah. It only, like, gave 
the people who did have background uh-huh. a little like uh-huh. n- you know hats. Yeah. So I feel like that's yeah. what we definitely try to like model that as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Like Frasier had a little bit of that where it's like like there's enough of a like okay I've got an idea of this person like if they mentioned Cliff or Norm or they mm-hmm. had the ones where like they would show up and there's little nuts. There's enough you could recognize that character without even knowing them and I pity the man that at least doesn't recognize Cheers <laughs> Right, characters. right, right, right. But you would know they're like oh I, you know I have never seen an episode of Cheers and like you said you're not familiar with it mm-hmm. but you can stand like okay I get that joke right there without mm-hmm. knowing it. But if you watch Cheers even more and you're like Oh, I really hate that joke now, too. Like, the idea of just being like, isn't J.J. Abrams a robot? That's something you can have as an isolated thing that people would get, but right. people that know it will enjoy it even more. Right, so. right, right, right. Uh, cool. That's a yeah. great, um, that's a great creative influence, yeah. uh, for sure. Um, any, like, larger life, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, lessons sure. or emotions or anything that you've gotten from just really... I mean, you said yeah. you literally watch a sitcom yeah. before you go to bed pretty much yeah. every night. I think that's a pretty... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's just like, you know, I think probably the biggest thing is just to kind of like sit there and just like listen to people. Like, mm-hmm. it's something, especially in my high school days, um, when I was like much more in like debating things like politics and religion, I was like, everyone needs to see my way of thinking, um, is I think like the two big things that I've really gotten out of it is one is just like stop and listen when people have advice because you never know what experience someone might have that brings actual light to the table. Cool. And then um, more importantly than that is don't put so much pressure on making everything perfect. Oh. Like, <laughs> like a big staple of sitcoms and sketches have made fun of it right and left and all over the place is and it comes from like a dinner party or the night that they're always trying to make perfect. It drove me nuts as like a kid and it frustrated right. me despite loving comedy. It was like, right. why can't this party work out for them? Or, you know, <laughs> like, why can't that? I was like, it's so bad. Or they were going to go to this fun night and now they're stuck in an elevator. Right. And, but then you're like, it's not so bad that things don't work out all uh-huh. the time and they're probably going to go wrong. Uh-huh. And the older I get, and that's one of the reasons I do love Parks and Rec is all the times their plans, like the plans of Mice and Men, go completely uh, awry. Uh-huh. And then at the end, they're like, oh man, but what a good night I had anyways. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's great, yeah. And, and I think that it's just they, the, the poetry um, of uh, Leslie and Ben's wedding was like yeah. that. They tried to like, oh, plan yeah. a big ceremonial thing that they thought was perfect. Yeah. And then the little like simple uh, 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 like thing mm-hmm. they wrote, yeah. like... It's so yeah nice and oh, it's so, so good. Yeah, it's so yeah. sweet. It was so much more them, and mm-hmm. it's and it's like and, and and you know you should be you. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Where especially if you're the woman, like man, why can't I make dinner in time for the <laughs> boss and stuff? Right. But like that's you. You know, you learn to accept that that's the way that you're the person that you know can't plan and organize to a T, and that mm-hmm. things are going to go wrong because also those people will have that experience. It will happen at least once, at least once in their life that those people that can obsessively, compulsively plan things to the tiniest detail, when things go wrong, they can't handle it. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're here like, dude, that's business as usual. Like, <laughs> I went into this bar like, it's probably not going to work out, but here we go. Things going right yeah. are the uh, abnormal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially if you have a theater degree. Don't, don't, don't go in with a lot of expectations. Like, do it, and I'm not going to discourage that degree, but... But definitely keep a lot of things in perspective when you're getting that. That's really cool, man. Thank you so much. My this was pleasure. really, really great, Sawyer. This is good. Uh, Sawyer, to close it out, I love you and I mean that. <laughs> and I'll pause eventually. Yeah. Stop recording. I like that it's almost like a sitcom ending for it, too. Mm.
This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.